you find in a small town too, it, but sometimes a lot of your best mates' parents, uh, who you call your second mum or your second dad, because you feel like you can say stuff to them. So much better at dealing with my own emotions and um, just better at dealing with problems day to day. There's a lot to love about regional Australia. And as someone who grew up in these open spaces, it's my favorite place to be. G'day guys, Joel Selwood here, and I'm back with you for another episode of Fearlessly Australian. Now I'm optimistic about our country because today I've hit the road. I've made my way to Warrnambool, Victoria, where I've caught up with the next generation. I think someone who's fearless is, you know, they're, they're doing it and it's an unthanked sort of thing. Fearless for me is just taking on something and grabbing it with both hands and not being afraid of consequences. Here I'll be talking to Finn and Sam, they're top blokes with big hearts and fearless stories. I think it's just really important to, you know, take some time for yourself. And if it's something that you can do every day, you know, you, you just see a great improvement in your quality of life. But as soon as I walked out of that room and speaking to her, I just felt like a little cloud just floating away. But the relief that came out of that was phenomenal. And along the way, I managed to grab a few other lads from a regional town called Colac and what it's like to live there. I think anytime you start a new job and you walk into a new environment and you always feel that little bit of fear and unease in your guts. It's great to have you on the road with me and don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. Let's go. G'day boys, how are we? How are you? Going well? Joel. Finn. Finn, nice to meet you. Sam. Sam, how are you? Yeah, going well. Very good. Thanks for having me down at Warrnambool, boys. That's right. Good to be back in the country air. Yeah, absolutely. I was Bendigo originally, so uh, yeah, no. looking forward to finding out about your stories today. Oh, it should be a good day. Love to know a little bit about you guys. So we might start over the far side. Um, my name is Finn. I'm 19 years old. Uh, I'm in my gap year at the moment, and I'm a member of the local Warrnambool Surf Lifesaving Club. Uh, I'm Sam Lee. Um, I run my own carpentry business in Warrnambool. Been doing that for about 18 months now, and I'm also playing footy over at Port Ferry Football Club, so just 20 minutes down the road. So we're born and bred from Warrnambool? Yeah. yeah. Boys, what does being fearless mean to you? And can you tell me about a time where you felt real fear? Um, probably trying to put yourself outside of your comfort zone and do something you probably wouldn't normally do, and also having conversations with best friends and families about or things that probably aren't going as so well in your life. Um, yeah, for me, it was probably back in 2019 when I was struggling a fair bit um, and I seemed to find myself doing like massive hours at work um, and everyone just kept saying to me, you can't keep doing big hours, like it's going to be no good for you, it's going to be no good for you. But at the time, doing the really big hours for me made it feel like it was doing really well for me because I wasn't thinking about everything going on outside of that. Um, and then probably... The hardest conversation I had to have was with my girlfriend at the time. I was like, oh, I can't keep doing this. She's like, why not? And I'm just like, I just, I couldn't actually give her a, an explanation at the time. Like there, there was no explanation, but for me, it was just, oh, I just can't. Yeah. Um, and then she then set me up with a referral to go see uh, a doctor and she was absolutely phenomenal. But I reckon the hardest part about all that was sitting in the waiting room for the 15 minutes before, sort of just tapping my legs, not knowing what we're going to talk about, not knowing what was going to happen um and then yeah going in and having the conversations with her um, was probably one of the hardest things i've ever done but as soon as i walked out of that room and speaking of her like, i just felt like a little cloud just floating away like the relief that came out of that was phenomenal 
Was there anything that sticks with you that makes you feel like that cloud's still with you today? Uh, it was probably just everything she was saying was like, because I said her, oh, it might sound silly because of this or it might sound silly because of that. And she just said, it's absolutely not silly. Like they, these are the emotions you're feeling. And just every time you sort of start to feel down again, you just, this is your life. This is how you're living it. And just remember, you're always doing great. It's nice she's still got a space with you yeah. too. What does being fearless mean to you? Um, I feel like fear can be like a good thing sometimes. Like um, a week ago, I had to do an interview and I was like, absolutely like shitting. Yeah, <laughs> you're allowed to say that. Yeah, I was absolutely shitting myself. Um, and, you know, it was like a moment before I was so nervous and I spoke to the receptionist and like I could barely speak to her. But um, yeah, I think the thing with fear is like, I sort of realized like, this just means that I care a lot about this, you know, which is a good thing. But if it gets to the point where you're not doing it, I mean, you never want it, something to have that much control over you. So maybe, you know, it's not being fearless, it's having a bit of fear, not being devoid of fear, but, you know, being conscious of it. My name's Ben. I'm from Warrnambool, born and raised. Went to school here. Can you take me into your world when you've had to tackle a fear? See, I love the ocean, but I was actually quite scared when I'd have to do a time limit, swimming in the ocean, head down. And I'm not sure, just something looking at the bottom of the water. It was just scary for me when I can't feel the feet. I've got to swim. I'm exhausted. Did you have any tools to get over this fear of yours? Yeah. Um, it's still kind of there in a little bit because I have to pass the fitness test every year. Yep. But I feel like you just really got to be aware that it's there and then you take steps towards it and just little steps. Like I'm swimming in the pool more often to get used to it and just baby steps even. Uh, my name's Will, I'm 20, just turned 20. Uh, grew up in Warrnambool and I've just recently started this year moved to Geelong to study at Deakin University. We are here at the Warrnambool Surf Lifesaving Club. You have spent a lot of your life here, you were telling me. Can you tell me what it means to be fearless? We're in a pretty good environment um, to sort of look at what it means to be fearless. On a certain day, you could definitely say that you're putting your life on the line um, and it's totally a volunteer role. Someone who's fearless is, you know, they're going out there, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 60, 70 years old or even, you know, there's 14, 15 year old kids that are here on the weekend with their red, red and yellow on, just, you know, ready to jump out and help someone if they're in need. Guys, what do we reckon? How cold is it in the water here? Cold. It's cold. Yeah, it's definitely cold enough. 11, 13 yeah. degrees, yeah. 11, 13, and you're telling me that this is a way to wake up. <laughs> oh, you definitely don't fall asleep once you get in, that's for sure. Can you tell me some of the good things about Warrnambool? Um, probably just the fact that everybody knows everyone. When you go into a local cafe, there's always somebody you know, whether it's an old school teacher, footy coach, or just a best mate or relative. Sam, can I just go back to the start of your story too? Can you tell me who's involved um, with the business that you're running? Uh, currently, so I've been running it for about 18 months now, and I've got my younger brother as my third year apprentice. I've also got my best mate and housemate uh, who subcontracts to me full time as well. So sometimes 
like it doesn't feel like you're actually at work a lot of the time it just feels like you're three best mates just having fun and i know i suppose we get paid for it really so growing up here through your teenage years um what were some of the challenges that you faced through those times you know a couple of years ago i just had a bit of a prolonged sort of low period and you know i sort of struggled to you know reach out and ask for help that sort of stuff but um you know, in doing that, I feel like I sort of just like isolated myself. But, um, you know, I've got a really supportive family and friends and stuff like that. So, you know, even though we're in a rural area, I was able to get access to a lot of good services down here. I spoke to my GP, uh, psychologist, that sort of stuff. Finn, could I get you to take us on that pathway that you went when you went through your struggles? Yeah, no worries. So it was sort of the, that first sort of step was realizing myself that you know, maybe I needed some extra help and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm really lucky. I got a great support system at home and with my friends and in the community. So, uh, and so I talked to mum and dad about it, um, realized that, you know, maybe I should speak to someone else about it. Someone, you know, who's a bit more professional. So, um, spoke to my GP and then did some counseling, which was just, you know, it was of great benefit to that moment, um, when I was going through that, but also it's just been such a positive part of my life now, you know, like I'm so much better at dealing with my own emotions and um, just better at dealing with problems day to day. Like it even really helped me through year 12 and all those sort of stresses and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Finn, thanks for sharing because it's very brave. Um, is there any tools that you continually use today? Um, yeah, I think practicing mindfulness and stuff like that's really important. Um, you know, I know it doesn't work for everyone and it's going to look different for everybody, but you know, I really like being down at the beach. Uh, I love training, like at the surf club and stuff like that. So exercise, um, and I'm one of those people go for a morning swim at the beach and stuff like that. I think it's just um, crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> um, I think it's just really important to you know take some time for yourself, and if it's something that you can do every day, you know, you you just see a great improvement in your quality of life and stuff like that, and. Yeah, it's probably something that I'll do forever just to look after myself. And now, like, when you've got your balance right, do you know how you feel? Yeah, I think the main thing is just being conscious of it, you know. I think a lot of people, you know, they get in that bad headspace and they just spiral. But, you know, if you become conscious of it, you know, you know the things that work, you know, for yourself. And so I'm conscious of it and, you know, I can do the things that make me feel better. Guys, can we talk about a time where you felt isolated or excluded from those that were around you um i feel like you know having had you know some problems with my mental health and stuff over the years i feel like naturally you tend to sort of withdraw from circles that you're usually in so you know i found i thought oh, i'll have to deal with this problem myself so i sort of withdrew from family and friends and you know i wasn't going to training so i wasn't seeing my mates you know every day and then you know, eventually from sort of from school as well, which is something that I cared a lot about. And I feel like naturally you just almost isolate yourself. So, you know, that, but ultimately that can sort of just like amplify the problems. So I think it's really important with those sort of things that you need to talk to people. Yeah. So is that how you change the situation? Yeah. So for me, it was, you know, talking to my family, talking to my friends, getting back involved in the things that, you know, brought me joy, like training and you know, all that other stuff, seeing my mates on the weekends, all that, yeah. You're found in a small town too. It sounds might sound silly to people that live in cities and that, but sometimes a lot of your best mates' parents are who you call your second mum or your second dad. 
because you feel like you can say stuff to them that you don't want your parents to know because you it's in, you feel like you're embarrassed to tell your parents but it's actually something they would just really like to know about you but you've got a lot more confidence to tell your best mates parents because they're just going to give you a really subtle sort of way to think about it rather than trying to embarrass your parents or let your parents know about what's going on yeah so that's their nice check-in point, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they sort of, it's a nice little reality check to like, you can ask them things that they're not going to go and tell your parents, but at the same time, you also get the realisation of, oh, actually, that's not so bad. I was very fortunate that uh, I always relied on good people around me. Um, was there anything for you boys, you know, when things were tough, um, maybe organisations that you turned to or, or people that you turned to? For me, yeah, it was definitely, um, I've got a best mate who is the best mate who works for me now. And just being open with him, like, we're just that close together now. We feel like we can talk about anything. Um, and he's obviously had a lot of struggles himself as well coming through. Um, and I know Headspace has been sort of massive around town, that's sort of where we seem to go a little bit. What else do you do to help yourself feel good? Uh, surf. Yeah. yeah, every time I start to feel clouded and you start to rattle up a little bit, um, obviously he knows me off the back of my hand and he just goes, go to the beach, do you need to clear your head? To feel good, what do you do? Uh, yeah, I'm a big pusher of that sort of cold water therapy, like similar thing, you know, uh, the swim in the morning, especially down here because it's freezing. Yep. Um, and also um, Something I've sort of tried to incorporate into that sort of like looking after myself and stuff like that is to practice, try and practice like gratitude. Yeah. You know, you need to be more grateful for things that you have and the people around you. And I think that's something that country kids are really good at because maybe, you know, we don't have the best facilities or the most services and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm 24 and um, I've never lived anywhere else. Uh, my parents are both born and raised in Colac. Um, yeah, play footy here at the local footy club. Um, I'm a primary school teacher, I teach grade prep. I think the best thing about small towns in Colac is, um, you know, you, the president here is a, um, leads a building company and there's, there's lots of job opportunities through the people that you know. Um, and I think that's, that's a really good way to get your foot in the door. I think anytime you start a new job, like I started a new job probably or was it four weeks ago? And you walk into a new environment and you always feel that little bit of fear and unease in your guts, but um, that's probably the main one. I, I think footy to me and a lot of other people comes pretty second nature and you feel most comfortable out there. But um, I think, you know, at work and starting, yeah, starting new work is probably the time where I've felt the most fear. I'm 24, I'm a builder and um, yeah, life in Colac's great. Um, a rural setting, but also close to everywhere you want to go, like 45 minutes to the coast, 45 minutes to Geelong, and now, you know, closer again to Melbourne. So everything you need's here, but it's also living in the country setting, which I love. Uh, fearless for me is just taking on something and grabbing it with both hands and not being afraid of consequences, like not worrying about your, what's going to happen or like, what are they going to think of me or... Am I going to look like a dickhead? Just don't worry about it and be comfortable outside your comfort zone. Having the, well, not the guts, but just having the confidence to talk to your mates. Like they're your mates. They've been your mates for, you know, 10, 15 years. They love you and they're not going to, you know, shit can you. So, yeah, just actually just taking the step to ask them what they think 
and you know sort of open up to them can be a massive help. I grew up on a farm with three brothers and mum and dad, and yeah, it's come from a very sporting family. It was great. It is good living in Colac and grow up with all my mates and family. Like you just see them every day and you just trust them. Like you can go talk to them whenever you want and trust them. And but you do want to get out sometimes and see people, new people, and meet new people. And yeah, you could have best mates in five years. They don't even know. So. Okay, we're here in Warrnambool, and I want to know what the people in Warrnambool and, and even Australia have to look forward to. It's becoming a lot more common now between friendship groups to actually come out and be active in wanting to help as well. Like, and I think because people are becoming a lot more aware of it, people can tell off body gestures and stuff like that, that you are looking out for your mates and as soon as you notice your mate isn't having a good day, you're instantly starting to ask them, oh, how are you going? Is there anything I can do to help you? Like, just because people are a lot more aware of it now than what they would have been sort of back 20 years ago. Boys, congratulations and thank you for joining me today on Fearlessly Australian. And I look forward to the next episode with you two hosting it. <laughs>